0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Classic Pinball Podcast. My name is George, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello, George. In this episode, Dave transports a Target Alpha to his friend PJ's restaurant. We also talk, obviously, about the elephant in the room, and then we have a hearty discussion about Knight Rider and the associated movies and television shows for that particular pen.
1: My friend PJ owns a restaurant and he's one of these restaurants where they can't even have anybody inside anymore, more than 10 people, so they got to do just curbside stuff, take out. So he's suffering like a lot of other small restaurants, even big restaurants, but especially the small time guys. And he said, you know what? I got a pinball machine. I my, my, brother Stu just finished the target alpha. I should bring it in here and have it like as an advertising to get people in here and they can play for free while they're waiting for us to bring the food to them. And I said, yeah, just have a big box of Clorox wipes nearby in case people get skewed by that. But yeah, the what, PJ, I'm going to go pick up, pick it up from Stu's house and I'll go deliver it for you. We'll set it up today. So that's what I'm doing. That's the mission today. Go pick up a target alpha, disassemble it, put it in the car, Bring it to his restaurant, set it up, promptly display it, and hopefully that brings in some business.
0: Interesting. So you might as well go all the way. The name of the business is?
1: Mel's Commonwealth Cafe, Wayland, Massachusetts. Okay.
0: And they're still open for breakfast and lunch? Yes. Yes. And is it a limited menu or a full menu?
1: Uh, I think it's. I think it's pretty full. It's pretty full menu. I think if it's if it's not full, it's two thirds full. Let's okay. call it that. It's pretty extensive. Yep.
0: Okay, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, so people have people been just showing up and then ordering food and waiting in their car. Or are they waiting in, like, a waiting well, area? I'm just trying to paint the picture because every, you know, two restaurants I went to, you know, big chains closed. So at least he's got the opportunity to make some money here, hopefully.
1: What what they're doing, they're calling ahead and having it ready for them to pick up, Then they pick it up when it's ready, typically. Grubhub, they got a lot of Grubhub, a lot of all that, you know, service stuff where they, you know, Grubhub on the other one. What are the other ones? You know, all these like Grubhub type of places. Uh, All right. We are about five minutes away from Stu's place to pick up the Target Alpha he just finished working on. And I'm going to go there and I'm going to disassemble it, put it in the car, and then bring it to Mel's Restaurant. That's about 10 minutes away. Set it up. Find a good place to display it hopefully it'll be in the window so people can see it blinking and so forth and kind of beckon people to come in to uh, get some lunch or breakfast and play some pinball, you know, play while they wait.
0: Hello, George. Hello, Dave. Can you hear me now? I can hear you meow.
1: All right, cool. I actually got you on my Bluetooth in the car. This, didn't, this wasn't working before. Now it is. That's awesome. all right.
0: It actually sounds pretty good, too.
1: Wow. All right. We'll yeah. take it.
0: So, have we had our fill with uh, fun and games uh, surrounding uh, the new world? And we can talk about some pinball? Because I think so. if we don't. If we don't talk about pinball, yes. we're going to sound like everybody else. So,
1: Yeah, well, yeah enough, good, enough doom and gloom. Let's go on to fun stuff.
0: So, uh, you've now picked the game up? or you're delivering
1: the game, or both? I I picked the game up, loaded it in the car just now, in the SUV, and now we're on the road to deliver and set it up at the restaurant.
0: That was pretty quick.
1: Oh, yeah, this is my first rodeo. <laughs> we're a team. I got my lovely assistant, Maureen, here with me.
0: So she's helping. She's being, the, she's being the Sherpa of the day. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So
1: this thing is gorgeous, by the way, this is this, this, I didn't know if he just said, oh, Susan, work on it's it's really uh it's gorgeous. And I, I I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's nice. You know, as soon as I looked at it, I was like, wow, Stu did a lot of work in this thing. It, it is gorgeous. He's got a play field protector on it. He's got uh he's shining up all the metal because I didn't know he was into buffing metal like I am. But he buffed all the metal on the thing. it It, it looks like one of mine. It looks really real nice. So, he wasn't kidding. It's it's a gorgeous Target Alpha he's going to put on there. So, if we want to play a nice Target Alpha. Go to Mel's restaurant, Mel's Commonwealth Cafe. Beautiful Target Alpha with a Playfield Protector on it.
0: Now, now I started to think about this in between uh, you picking the game up and me sitting here. You sure this game isn't for PJ to play while there's idle time?
1: oh, I'm sure that'll probably happen here and there. But, you know, but but he always – see, here's the thing. He always wanted to bring a game to Mel's. We were even talking about even opening up at nights there and putting a little mini arcade there with some of my games, some of his games, having craft beer and doing, like, a barcade thing at night, but then we had to break it down every night. It just logistically wouldn't work. But now with this whole thing going on, now he's thinking, you know, we could actually – do something like this, you know, since he, the restaurant isn't being used anymore, it's take takeout part. he's got room for a couple games, so he's going to try this one, I might bring over my uh, my pinball pool that has a playfield protector on, I might bring that later on, depending on how this one goes and leave it there for a while, because you know, I could use the room anyway because I have so many games
0: All Right
1: Just bought that Kingpin and, uh, and then I got a Kings of Steel coming in that'll be for sale Oh yeah? Oh yeah, Bruce.
0: Bruce is oh, King the, of Steel. Oh, Bruce, is, that's right. Bruce uh yeah, Bruce is on the road, man. That's uh yeah. that'll be interesting to hear his travels and travails. It sounds like uh he got shut out yesterday in uh in he Pennsylvania to, to take a snooze in one of the rest stops.
1: So what happened? So tell me what happened. So he went to the rest stop and it said keep moving or
0: It sounded that way. I mean, in Connecticut what? I know the you know when I'm on 84 in Connecticut you can only stop at that rest stop there between like 8:30 and 3:30 other than that it's closed so what do you do if you're falling asleep at the wheel I, why don't, why don't you ask the good governor of all these states because I'm sure it's got something to do with money
1: I'm sure yeah, exactly. Or, well, they probably don't want you know, like people staying there with a camper for weeks at a time maybe, some kind of stupid thing like that. I don't know.
0: Well, just think of New Hampshire. We solved the whole problem. Put a liquor store there, a gas station, and you're all set. It's open all the time.
1: Oh, so, you could, so I could go there and take a snooze in New Hampshire whenever I want?
0: No, I, I guess you could. I don't see why you couldn't just sit there but my point is that rest that area is open all the time that never closes well what is, what is
1: your state motto by the way
0: make a lot of money on liquor
1: well that's one. that's the other one <laughs> there was one before that one oh you mean live free or die there you go yeah. there you go no. so you guys taking that to heart that's good oh, more good.
0: states your, your state is we like to spend money we don't have
1: yeah yeah, us, Connecticut, New York,
0: yeah, they're, California. They're all, all right. they're all gonna feel the pinch this time around. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's not good. Anyway, see, we're going down the rat hole again.
1: Hey, here we go. Wait, we're going through an intersection, and I see a guy with a big parka on and a big. Oh, he's a Chinese person with a with a mask on, a big mask on his face, a bag of donuts. and a bag of donuts. He's got a bag of donuts. Oh, we were at Trader Joe's the other day. Speaking of this. And, you know, everybody's shopping and you know going crazy, We're not too crazy. And there's no really gloves anywhere. People are cool. You know, it was like two or three days ago. Except for Maureen said, "Look at that guy over there. He has a surgical mask on, and he's got a carriage. And guess what was guess what was in the carriage? And nothing but the, the carriage doll. was no. How about bottles of wine? All he has is bottles of wine and a and a mask on and a face. Uh, you know, surgical mask. <laughs> it's like, hmm." I, I really want to get a picture of that and and just kind of post it somewhere. It, it was just like, just ridiculous, you know.
0: Good. I I saw full carts yesterday. I I went through the experience yesterday. Some things were cleaned out. Um, you couldn't buy everything, but people were fairly orderly. I, it was you know people were keeping their distance. It was pretty somber though. That was. It was really somber. Uh, That's probably the best word I could use. Everybody kind of keeping to themselves. Not a lot of interaction. It's, uh, again, you know,
1: strange. Well, we have have just arrived.
0: I'll let you go set up your game. Hello, George. Good afternoon, Dave and PJ and Maureen and whomever else is there.
1: Just us three in an empty restaurant, but we do have a nice, bright and shiny, newly restored Target Alpha keeping us company, all set up and playing like a brand new game here by his wonderful brother, Stu, who made a really nice job restoring this thing.
0: So, PJ, give us a little bit of uh, background. Uh, when did you uh, acquire? How long have you had it? Uh when did you when did you let Stu uh go to town on it? Probably well, we had it four or five months and um it was sitting in my brother's garage for a while and he finally got to it and he, uh put his expertise into it and it's beautiful game it's a fun game too i love i love that game with all the targets Me too.
1: this too. as soon as he put our first two games on it uh actually all, all three of us play maureen pj and myself uh i said you know what this is this is target alpha we feel like we just got thrown back about 40 years to Bolarama and Framingham. that's where we play this game and I, I like it so much better than uh el dorado and the uh, western theme of this this game the the uh, space theme you know with uh people with the with the rocket ships and the lasers and all that kind of stuff uh, playing targets out in space or they're doing they're doing what skeet shooting with lasers. I think that's what, pretty much what it is. Uh, just a really good theme. The purples, yellows, and the and the reds on it are really gorgeous. And Stu did a wonderful job on um, it all Titan rubber all the way around, brand new drop targets, play field protector. Uh, just really, you know, real nice uh, nice job on it. It just, it brings us all back.
0: So I'm, so I'm pulling up uh, who did the artwork, uh, Gordon Morrison,
1: yeah, that makes sense because, yep, definitely looks like his awesome stuff. He's a great artist for Godly back in the
0: day. Have you ever taken a look at the number of games that this man has done artwork for?
1: Yeah, it's pretty extensive list. It's a, a long page or, or two pages worth, I think. Anyway, you know.
0: If there aren't 50 to 75 games on there, there are 100. It's crazy. Yep. Look Yeah. Um I'm familiar with the game, but I'll be honest, I don't remember rules on this game. Are you or PJ familiar enough to describe gameplay on this game? What the actual, obviously, to knock all the targets down, but there must be a little bit more to that.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, who knows really well is John Day, because since he's had this for a while and he's played this for a while. From what I remember, though, I know you get all the targets down. And then I think they pop back up with with the uh, with the bonus fan. Hold on, we're gonna read the. We're gonna go old school and read the, uh, the card. Apron, the, the apron card that'll tell us exactly what's going on. the drop targets on the top. So drop targets score three three hundred points. Completing top drop targets lights right extra ball and special rollover. Completing side drop targets lights left extra ball and rollover. Bullseye targets score hundred points each. Bonus is scored and features reset after each ball. There's no bonus- multiplier on this game. Uh, bonus value will double on the last ball. So for three ball game, ball three; five ball game, ball five. Otherwise, you do not get uh, double po- double points for bonus. Huh. And I know you have is a white roaming light in front of all the drop targets that's worth a thousand points for each lit target instead of three hundred if you get the, the lit drop target. And I think that just roves around. I think if, I think when you get all the drop targets down, I don't think they reset until the next ball. I'm pretty sure they don't reset um, during the ball. I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay. So, fairly, pretty simple game. Pretty simple game. Just a
1: target shooter game. You know, target alpha. There you go. It's a target. (laughs) Lots of them. So, I'm so. I gave you the good news. So the good news is it arrived here safely, set it up. It works. It's, we put it right into his front spot because, uh, you know, these are in the days right now. We're in the strange times where a restaurant is not allowed to have more than 10 people in the restaurant, no sit-down service, only uh, takeout service. So the restaurant, of his restaurant, which, how many people does the restaurant hold typically, PJ, How many are you allowed to have in here typically? So 100-seat, 100, 100 100-person 100 restaurant typically. He does a really nice business under normal times. But when, when we're under uh, code two rules right now, um, I only can have ten people in at a time and only takeout and uh, and delivery. You know, you get that too. So what we were talking about today, he was all excited about is getting this game here because since he's not using the restaurant, put this game in the front window, and that can be played. So it kind of advertises the place as something different, like got a pinball machine in here, and you can see it kind of shining and blinking and might attract people. Otherwise it looks like, you know, there's not much going on. It, it'll you know, and who else has pinball machine in their restaurant these days? So it's kind of a, sets you apart a little bit. Great idea. Um, but something just happened is we, after we play our first game, we got some, we got some news and, and what, we got a call from his brother, Stu, who just left, who was kind of a little bit on the fence about having the game in here anyway, but he said, Oh, look, let's let, you know, PJ's idea was this: let's give let's give it a shot anyway. Um, still wasn't sure if it was going to work. out. it's like, oh, let's give it a shot. We can just take it out if not. So, PJ, you got a call from your brother after we did game one, and what happened? And so, there's um, outbreaks in in this town, and um, we uh, might be inspected very soon. So, what happened was there's uh, a couple of the restaurants nearby; they have outbreaks, live outbreaks of whatever flu or whatever this thing is who knows but they say it's an outbreak of some sort so now the health inspector is coming around uh and it's going to come to all the restaurants like tomorrow and you know you know they might say what's this doing here and you know all kinds of questions they don't
0: one step further yeah uh what are the laws in your town as far as amusement machines go (laughs) exactly
1: pretty pretty strict at least they were strict back years ago when these things were out and about nowadays things are a little more relaxed i think cuz you know the arcades are kind of over so they i don't really think they really care too much about it but it's definitely a point of if they're looking for something to complain about they could definitely complain about it so so put the plan is a, now
0: put it in the area where employees are until the inspection's over and then pull it out later
1: Exactly. Well, we're, we're thinking worse than that. We're thinking we're going to we're going to tear it down, so it's not so it's basically used for storage. If they have any problem with that, say no, it's just stored here. It's storage. It's not being played. It's unplugged, so there's no issue there. It's stored like the rest of the tables and chairs are stored, so they can't complain about that. Right. Um, you know, and then go from there and see if they want to set it up again or not. But at least at least it's here now, and they can make a choice or it later.
0: Huh. So. Uh, I'll have to go look at what the details are. That's really strange, but maybe not. Maybe they're just being ultra careful, the health department. Yeah, because they got a couple
1: outbreak complaints or calls for somebody. And so now they're going to go inspect places today and tomorrow. And, you know, they're going to come
0: in. Somebody sneezed? I mean, an outbreak.
1: I I mean, What does that mean? Outbreak? I don't know. Somebody sneezed, somebody coughed and. Somebody didn't touch elbows the right way? I don't know.
0: know. I guess we'll find out. There's more to the story there. Hey, we're in uncharted territory. Everything is new. That's, you know, we'll just kind of, you got to kind of roll with it. What else are you going to do?
1: We are in the upside down, like in Stranger Things, upside down.
0: I knew you were going to bring it back to pinball. (laughs) See that? (laughs) I I saw what you did. Yeah, thank you. Not a very complicated game, so you and I can't go into real depth on it because there isn't a lot of depth to the CM. It's shoot for the targets. What else Look, let's, see. <laughs> let's see. See if, if you can
1: see if you can. You hear a little bit? See a nice little little sounds it makes. Uh, there's an EM right there. Yeah. and that's Target Alpha. See Target Alpha. Um, even if you don't get any targets down. It scans all the targets, all 15 of them, and it'll scan no matter what, so it takes a long time for the ball to get served because it has to do this whole little counting procedure, even if you've got no targets down. it does. It, it's one of the things that makes the game I don't know, a little bit reliability challenge, let's say. And uh, John just did a whole – since he's an EE, he figured out a way to make it count a lot more uh, quickly and a lot more um, accurately without having uh, – to count all those those uh, things it doesn't need to count. It's trying to count what target went down and if it didn't count any any targets down at all, it just goes right to the ball. So he, he made a nice little circuitry on his game, made it into a EM digital hybrid game which is way better.
0: He he can never leave it alone, can he? He always, always no. has to do some kind of tweak to the game to make it unique in his own.
1: That's, that's why he and I get along so well. We're both very OCD. <laughs> You anyway, know, it's like the dial things in.
0: I'm, I'm looking at the data manufacturer and the number that they made. This was, uh, this had to be one of the last EM games that Gottlieb made, November of 1976. Yeah, 76. Yep. Yep. And they made what, 7,285 units. So that's a pretty decent run as well.
1: And the uh, two play version of this is Solar Ride. Right. Which is similar graphics, more of a uh, red, blue, yellow thing. But uh, I didn't like. I had one of those way back when, I, and I sold it pretty quick. It's like, no, nah, I like two-player EMs. So that's why I was thinking it's like a Target Alpha, or two-player version. But I just didn't like the artwork as much as Target Alpha, with the purples and the blues. Yeah,
0: it's a, and it's, the, it's a pretty game. Hey, I uh, game. I heard something on another podcast. And I want to know if you know anything about it. And forgive me for not having the name of the company. But this other podcast was talking about restoring a firepower. Now, I don't know anything about the game. I'll look while while I'm talking. But he said that you could now buy a Raspberry Pi soundboard for solid state games. So if you want to add sound triggers to an older solid state, you can do that. Have you heard of this?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, no I've heard about this. They were doing this for a while but a different version, but yeah, I'm sure John is all over it. John is Raspberry Piing a lot of his games right now. So it actually it it almost makes some of the reproduction mpu boards Uh, have competition now and a lot cheaper competition with a Raspberry Pi because uh, you can do it on the cheap and you can basically do it to uh, Gottlieb games, Bally games, Williams games, uh, as far as I know.
0: So you're telling me that if I want to take one of my Bali games, let's use a Paragon, for example. Okay. You could add sound triggers to certain... Elements of the game.
1: Yes, you can. Yep.
0: Okay. When are we? what are we gonna do it? When are we gonna do it? Um,
1: I Cause don't know. Would Whenever.
0: Because we... We... that, I think people would be interested in hearing that. Yeah. What? And
1: what sound triggers do you want for that game? A, a well, lion roaring? I was thinking.
0: Or... Well, I, again, I don't know what the sound triggers are in you know other what I would call medieval think... themed games. But I'm well, sure you can come up with some John Williams tracks or some things that have to do with, uh, you know, fantasy and make it work.
1: Yeah, you could do something like, you know, Lion Drawing or Conan the Barbarian or something like that. Anything to do with the backlash, it would kind of go, you know?
0: Sure. I'm sure that, I mean, I haven't done any research because I didn't know if it would work, but um, I don't know. That game certainly would be one. Um, I can go
1: right to
0: your house. I'm trying to think what else I would do out of my games. That's probably, well, I mean, you could probably do something like Night Rider and put all kinds of trucker songs in there if you wanted. Yeah. Um, you, that, I know. You that know, that you might, don't might that not again. be a bad game to, to do that with, but it was I, just I, thinking about it in the open. I don't know how, I don't, First of all, I don't know the name of the company, but I can find that out. That was in the the program. The second is how the product works. I think it would be a cool thing to do.
1: I, I was thinking for Knight Rider, a great theme song to go throughout the game would be Eastbound and Down. Bandit run. Which is from "Smoking the Bandit." ease bound down,
0: down, and well, trucking. You, know what? you probably don't even know what that game is based on. uh there was a TV show that uh, game was based on.
1: The movie "Convoy." I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It was I think they called I think it was called BJ and the Bear. Oh, wow. BJ and the Bear. Yes. I, I think it was a television show. And the only reason that I remember that is when I was going to college, the semi-truck from that show showed up in Burlington, Vermont for some unknown crazy reason. And Janice and I were dating at the time and we saw it. But that's the only reason. I don't think the characters were there. I don't think anything else. And I'm gonna have to ask. Janice after we're done recording, but I believe we saw the original truck. Yeah, but
1: BJ and the Bear was the eighties, wasn't it? The seventies. Wasn't it? Maybe
0: I got the name wrong. I I can picture the show.
1: Well, I know BJ and the Bear is definitely a trucker show. I know that. And it's got it's got it's a stupid show with a with a monkey and a guy with a truck.
0: And maybe I'm thinking of something else. Let's see. TV show truckers. Dave was indeed correct, and I was incorrect, about the history of Knight Rider. The movies Convoy and Smokey and the Bandit were made right around the time of that machine. My memory was a little foggy as to when B.J. and the Bear came out, and it was 1979, two years after the pinball was put into production. So Dave again comes to the rescue with his pinball knowledge. All right, George. Yeah, we kind of went around the world there. It's hard to it's hard to talk pinball when you got all this junk going on in the world, but we'll, we'll make it. Well, I do
1: have some good news. The okay, good is we go have to rip this thing down again. I at least won two free games just now. I got 87,000 points. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. I almost flipped it over. So now I can take it down in peace <laughs> or in pieces. So
0: did you get to the point where you saw the uh, the uh, dot in front of the uh, target? Yeah, I, I,
1: I was, actually, I can clarify that, too. I was wrong about that. Those dots light up. Um,
0: so I you knock all the target would start over. So you knock all the 10 bank down.
1: No, you know what though? No, what happens is, it's 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 simple. This game is very simple. You get the target down. The light lights up in front of the target, saying yes, you got that target down. It doesn't do anything. You don't. You get. Uh, you get. What it's telling you is, you get that light says you will get a bonus point when the ball ends. That's what the light's saying. You're going to get a bonus. They're they basically your bonus count. It's so going to target that's
0: doesn't stay down, down. It retracts right away. It no, comes back it, up right away.
1: Nope. It stays down. So it goes down and a light lights up in front of it saying, yep, you got that target down. So I got all the targets down on my ball four, I think. And at that point, there's not not much left to do in the game because you can't get in The targets don't come back up. You're just hitting 10-point rebounds all day long. Now I can go for the extra ball and specials, but those are tough to get. So there's really not much to shoot for. Now you got to shoot for these, like, outliers, like the 5,000 points at the very top, which is impossible. Um there's not a lot to shoot for once you get all the targets down. It's like a, it's so, slim. So,
0: so if you knock all 10 targets down on ball one on a five ball game, the rest of the game, every other ball, those targets don't come back up.
1: It's actually it's actually 15 targets and only on that ball they don't come back up. They will come oh, back.
0: OK, up. so they do reset when you go to the next ball.
1: Right. But I think John's version of this game and John will correct me if we're wrong here. I think in his game, they were reset up on the ball. Yeah. I think they were set up on. He did it Right. He created a little mod on his game so they were set up during your ball and maybe I think the little white light is a roving light maybe it'll rove around and worth more points for the target when you get it something like that he did some I think he did some kind of mod like that or he's or he's planning to to make his game deeper which is great the game needs it
0: No definitely and that's a great add on I mean if he did that to that game that's a that makes that game so much more fun
1: Oh yeah because I, because I pretty much, I pretty much completed the game. I kind of like get all the targets down and Say, okay, well, what do I do now? Now I do it over on on ball two again. You know, right. so uh, you know, so it definitely needs it needs that. It needs a little bit of oomph. And so something like John,
0: no, John, you know, I've called him the yeah, you know, the mad genius before, and it's a, uh, it's done with uh, with love. I mean, he is he is a smart guy. He. He never ceases to amaze me.
1: Here's a term you, and no one ever hears at all in the business. You call, him, you call him the pinball wizard. Ha, 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 ha. Never mind.
0: I had somebody say that to me recently. And <laughs> I reacted with, like, Christian. the London face. <laughs> and they looked at me and they said, did I say something wrong? I said, yeah, kind of. I, I, I said, that's not, like, a real endearing thing to say to somebody who collects pinball. But it's... I go. Yes, it's appropriate, but I don't know. just—I've heard it so many times. It's like, stop it.
1: It's cliche. It's hack and cliche. I mean, are you? I thought they call you the pinball wizard. No, no, that was done about twenty years ago.
0: Well, even longer than that, but right. I—I I don't know. It's—it's it's part of the hobby. You get used to it, I guess. Everyone have a good day. And um, keep the faith. You be good, Maureen. Be well. Everybody take care of the health. Don't have anybody breathe on you. Wash your hands, and we'll go from there.
1: And I'll say still in this day and age where we are, everybody uh, have a blessed day and be grateful for what you got.
0: Have you been going out to customers to fix games, or are you hunkered down and doing work <laughs> in the basement?
1: I've actually been going out fixing games. I've actually uh, although that has that has kind of tapered off a little bit now. I just I just did one oh when was that? Couple Monday? I did one, did a, a millionaire. So, William's millionaire. And uh, did that. The guy didn't want to um, didn't want to shake hands at all. I understand so we did the elbow touch thing, you know. It's kind of skeeved out by the whole situation. Understandable. So, uh, but yeah, I did that, spent a good portion of the day there, made, made some nice, uh, cash and, uh, and then the next thing that's going on, I'm going to be delivering that Twilight Zone pinball machine. Finally, I'm going to deliver it to lower Connecticut for a couple hour drive this Saturday, hopefully. Um, of course it's been raining now, so that's a pain in the neck for, um, uh, to get it up the side yard with the, you know. Muddy situations. I need to dry out first before we can get that. It's one of the heaviest games, probably the most complex game. It's one of the heaviest games they ever made. So uh, I think John is uh, has offered to uh, help me get it up the hill. If not, possibly uh, Maureen's brothers might help me get it up a Friday night or Saturday morning to get it get us on the road, deliver that. And I've already started working on the next game in the tech area, which is a Harlem Globe charters I've had forever that a customer wants me to restore it and um give me a down payment on it. And I'm going to restore that up. I've already started on that. I stripped the play field down and uh, magic erased the whole thing. Maureen's going to do a little touch-up on it. And I've done some cabinet work. So we're going to make a really nice Harlem Globetrotters for this person. So I started working on that. And then I got another contract for another game I own, a Gottlieb New York. that will be working on shortly. Do the same thing with that one. So I got plenty of games in the restoration pipeline of people waiting for. Us. So I'm uh, I'm still busy as ever, just not as many field service calls as much as before. Um, but uh, this other restoration stuff, yep, still going uh, going pretty gangbusters, which is great.
0: we